It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer Ben Mahich and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast and the Lockdown Podcasting Network. You can find us on Spotify or Apple Music. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. But first, Ben and I would like to thank all of you out there for listening, tuning in to whenever you're making this show a part of your day, really. So thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, we hope we give you your Wizards fix. So yeah, Ben and I will be discussing whether Bradley Beal has already eclipsed some other great, great uh, Washington Wizards, Washington Bullets franchise guards that have come through the nation's capital. Um, Denny Avdia's role on the team and some breaking news on another Southeast team firing their head coach. Ben, my brother, it's good to be back with you, man. Uh, a lot. It, it was a pretty roller coaster weekend for Wizards fans everywhere, uh, and us. How, how have you been, man? I feel like we haven't gotten to talk much about these games that that, that have gone on. Minnesota, uh, Boston, that season game. So, what's happening? How you doing? Good, Anthony. I mean, look, Lockdown Wizards is a lonely island without you. you know? I've been recording these podcasts from time to time without you. It's a Sure, I know people miss your voice, your your optimistic takes, but we're back at it again. The Wizards had a pretty pretty tough loss on Sunday, but we already went through that. But 
I posted a tweet, kind of elicit some feedback here because I was thinking while I was watching that game, Brad Beal dropped 46 points the countless times that he's had 30 points per game this, this season or over 30 points this season. It got me thinking, Anthony, he's scored 46. He's, he's putting up MVP-type numbers. It's the second season that he's averaging over 30 a game. He's, he's first in three-pointers made for the franchise. He's second in total points behind Alvin Hayes. He's past John Wall, Gilbert Arenas. I know that this is only a year and a half into him being the franchise player of this team, but it got me thinking, Anthony, and maybe I, I just want to toss this back to you and we can just snowball this into maybe another conversation. But at what point do we start considering Bradley Beal as maybe the best player in franchise history? And maybe if not at that, that point yet, maybe the best guard in modern Wizards history when we're talking about Gilbert and John and some of the other players that have come through. Ben, that's a great question. And I feel like that's the question that needs to be asked right now because Brad is having such an sensational season. It's absolutely ungodly what he's what he's been doing uh, against the Celtics. That was absolutely great to watch. Um, as you just said, 46 points. It uh, looked like he was never going to stop scoring. And yeah, tough, tough loss there at the end. But those games um, always happen throughout the season. But, but Ben, there's a lot of people that we, uh, we, we got to really – Go over if we're talking best player ever franchise wise, or if we're talking best guard ever franchise wise, we're going to talk about one of his best friends, his brother John Wall. Uh, we'll talk about a Gilbert Arenas, your favorite player. Uh, if we're talking overall greatest player ever for, for this franchise, we're, then we're going to really get into the greats like uh, you know, Elvin Hayes and um, Wes Unseld and uh, Earl Monroe, maybe a little um, fear Sh Phil Chenier. So, Ben. Really, Brad, he's he's so young. He's still 27, and uh, he's proved so much. And I know that that may have not translated to uh, um, the, the playoffs. I mean, him coming up, he had some injuries dealing, uh, you know, lingering early on in his career. And Brad and, and John weren't really able to take off and, um, and, you know, into the playoffs like we everyone thought they were going to uh, for maybe an Eastern Conference and maybe a finals run at some point. But – Ben, all these guys that I just really listed, um, I think I think Bradley Beal is a hundred percent at that table. But we got to talk about really like where is he at at that table? Is he at the head of that table? Is he in the middle? Like where where would you put him out of all those guys? He's kind of like the preteen who's still sitting at the kids' table on Thanksgiving, and is maybe a year or two away from sitting at the adult table, right? Okay, so you're saying he's not at the table yet. He's not with the guys yet. It, the criteria, I think, for me is to be considered the, one of the greatest players in franchise history. It has to translate to the playoffs. You have to win legitimate games in the postseason, maybe even get a finals berth or a championship. So when we talk about Alvin Hayes, West Sunsell, they're at the head of the table. They're championship players. They're the lone champions in franchise history. So they're at the head of the table. Then after that, you have a John Wall who... 2016-17, we can't forget. We understand that John didn't play for two years in Washington. It's easy to forget his impact in D.C. But those two seasons that he had, those playoff seasons, especially the 2016-17 season, those series against Boston and Atlanta, I mean, 27 points and 10 assists in that series. Mm -hmm. He looked mm -hmm. like an MVP player. At that point, to me, John Wall had eclipsed Gilbert Arenas, right? Gilbert had never had that sort of moment in the playoffs. He had that game winner against Chicago. That was a sort of breakout uh, moment for Gilbert but after that 
it fizzled. For John, he had had some moments in the playoffs, multiple playoff berths, multiple appearances in the semifinals, and then obviously that game-winning shot against Boston in Game 6. That cemented John Wall to me as probably the best point guard in franchise history, passing Gilbert. But now you have now you have Brad Beal, right? Brad Beal, and I might get some flack saying this, Brad Beal is a more talented basketball player than John Wall. And I think he has the potential to lead this franchise in ways that John Wall simply couldn't. Because I think his skill set lends itself to winning in the playoffs at greater levels than a John Wall could. Because Brad Beal can hit, you know, he can hit shots from virtually anywhere. And he's shown that clutch factor, I think, this season. And that's the thing that you need when you're creating a recipe for for a franchise player. Bradley Beal has checks all the boxes, right? He can score. He gets key stops. We saw that block in Boston, right? The key block Mm -hmm. against Jeff Teague. He can do it all. I'm not willing to put him there yet. In fact, I'm not even sure he's in all, right, in the aggregate, had a better career in Washington than John Wall yet. But I think if he keeps playing at this pace, he stays in Washington a year or two, maybe three, we might be talking about him being, um, you know, probably the second best guard ever after Alvin Hayes. But what do you think? Do you think I'm, do you think he's past Gilbert and John at this point? Because I don't know about you. I'm just not willing to put him in the Alvin Hayes. West on South conversation yet, but do you think he's better than a Gilbert or John yet? Is a season and a half enough for you to put him in that category? I mean, I definitely think Bradley Beal is at that table of the greatest players to ever be a part of this, this franchise. When you get into the nitty gritty of, of really like the, if you want to call it the big boys table with the guys that have won NBA championships that have won, uh, you know, that flourish in the, um, the playoffs, Ben, it just it it really sounds like you're grading all of this on Brad's success in the in the postseason, right? Yeah, because I mean, the, last year was his full year as the franchise player, right? Through no fault of his own, they didn't make the playoffs. The team was a disaster. He was working with borderline NBA players, and this season it hasn't been much better because the roster was basically the same, plus Russell Westbrook, the COVID stuff. We've seen that you can win games with Bradley Beal as your best player. Now the question is, we've seen how far you can go with John Wall as your best player. You top off as a second-round team, maybe an Eastern Conference Finals team if you get a bounce or two your way. But the Wizards never got those bounce bounces. Their best, their best seasons with John Wall were seasons that ended in the second round. So now the question is, where do you top off as Brad, with Bradley Beal as your best player? That's the question that Bradley Beal has to answer. And I think he's committed to Washington. He's, he said he wants to stay in D.C. and we'll learn that. But I think to be at that table, to be in the discussion as best guard of all time franchise, uh, you gotta you got to win games in the playoffs. And Brad hasn't done that as the franchise player, like John Wall has. And, and I hear you on that, but Brad also was the, the main scoring option. Um, on those playoff teams, right? But John, obviously, you know, the main facilitator, like the the, the focal point of the, of really what... Yeah, you know. I, I think there's no question that Bradley Beal at this point is the best, probably the best scorer, uh, is on pace to being the best scorer in franchise history. There's no doubt. But when I think of best player in franchise history, it has to be more than a season and a half of production that hasn't played, that has that we haven't seen in the playoffs, right? Because we've seen players like James Harden going to the playoffs after averaging damn near 40 points a game and then kind of shrivel up in the playoffs. I'm not saying Bradley Beal is that sort of player. I'm just saying that we need more than just simple points per game and just that elite skill set. Because he obviously is an incredible, incredible offensive player, the best offensive player in basketball, I think. There's no question. But for me, I need to see that in the playoffs. I'm not saying we won't. 
but I think we need to see that in the playoffs. But it is exciting that we're at the point where we can at least start having this conversation because in two, three years, if they do start making the playoffs, push it the second round, maybe in the Eastern Conference berth, then we can start talking about Bradley Beal being perhaps the best player in franchise history because he is that talented. That's the exciting thing about this, right? It's like it's probably a premature conversation because we haven't seen them make the playoffs with him as their best player. But he has the potential to be that sort of player. I mean, he has the potential to have his jersey hanging in the rafters in that arena one day. And that's an exciting thing for Washington because when you do look at these players, with all due respect, obviously what sounds is fantastic. Alvin Hayes, these guys are iconic players. You look at this roster of players, none of them really pop like you would, like they would for other franchises. So that's why I think also separates Bradley Bill from other from other uh, players that we've seen roll through Washington. But uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit premature to put him in, at, at that at that table, so to speak. But it is exciting that that he could get there soon because they are. Uh, let's let's be honest. I mean, they've been a lottery team for for years now, and and he has the potential to get him out of that. But if we're going to say Bradley Beal is the greatest player in franchise history, greatest guard in franchise history, we need to see that on a, on a bigger scale when it matters most, right? But Ben, all these guys that we have named, great names, Hall of Fame names, Wes Unseld, Elvin Hayes, you know, guys, guys like Earl Monroe. These are great, great players. They're great guards and great, and, 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 I mean, great overall players, all, all these guys. And for me, looking at their careers, uh, looking at what Bradley has done over the past really year and a half, this franchise has never seen a player go, in, go into their offensive bag, so to speak, I guess, like Bradley has done the past year and a half, he has, I feel like he's eclipsed and every offensive, I mean, really goal that he has ever set for himself. And then probably exceeded that. He keeps saying that he's, you know, done. He, he keeps adding every year to his game and he, and it really takes him back every year. So, but all these guys that we name, all, all these guys that were, that were um, comparing him to, they were a part of great teams, especially those late, 70s teams great teams that that went you know far into the playoffs and were able to be lucky enough to win that one championship brad has never had the opportunity really to be on a a great great contending team yet obviously they were building that with 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 john wall right and and we just we, we really didn't see uh their ceiling in my opinion i don't think we saw nearly what their ceiling could have been due to injuries due to you know you know trades obviously and so forth but Ben, I think we got to give him more credit right now. Um, just, just really looking at at him as this this force in the league right now. Right now, we put him on a on that pedestal, the greatest scorer in the league right now. What if not the best player in the league? He's among what the top three, top top two. Is he up there with LeBron James and and uh, Kevin Durant right now? I'd say he is. Obviously, LeBron. I mean, you know, he's the king. I get it. He's the best player, been the best player for the past 18 years. That's great. Um, Bradley Beal. I don't know if we can say that about any of these other guys, though. Can we say that about any one of these guys throughout their throughout their career? At, at one point, were they that much? How much more dominant were they at at their skill than the rest of the league? Bradley Beal is on another level than the than the league right now. Scoring. I I mean and. The thing is, you're right, Ben. I'm, and I'm not going to say that he's the greatest player 
uh, in franchise history. That's probably taking, that's definitely taking away from Wes Unseld and, and guys like Elvin Hayes. But Ben, right now for me, I'm putting Brad above Gil and John at this point. Yeah, let me ask you this though, Anthony. I, re- I really am. Fair enough. I, it's hard to, you know, John, what he meant for the city of Washington, and I think the culture of DC and what Gilbert meant for the city, the flash that Gilbert was for that three years. Right, Gilbert was right. the one of the most popular players in basketball. Absolutely. So box lit, office. Lit basketball on fire in the nation's capital. And John did the same thing. I mean, since the moment he came to Washington, he was a marquee player. Bradley Beal, as talented as he is, and no question a better basketball player, a pure bad, better basketball player than right. Gilbert and John. We haven't seen him make that sort of impact on the basketball as Gilbert and John. And I think that's also a criteria that we have to take into effect when we judge players as overall careers and, and the sort of impact they've had in, in their respective cities. Is you know, Brad Beal last year, team, it's not like fans were flocking to watch Bradley Beal play. I'm not saying they shouldn't have. They should have because he's obviously incredible. But we've yet to see him really capture the city of Washington like Gilbert and John. So I'm not willing to put him about John just yet, but I do think he's a more skilled player. And I think in a year or two, if they do make the playoffs, he will um, get that same sort of energy around Washington. And it's tough, obviously, now with COVID. It's hard to even gauge. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, they voted for him to, to be the All Star starter for a reason. So he obviously does have uh, a huge backing there, but still a little bit too early. But it is exciting, I think, to say that a player like Bradley Beal, who came in as a third overall pick as a spot-up shooter, has become a 34, 35-point-per-game scorer and could potentially be the greatest guard in franchise history. So this is an exciting time to be a wizard, I think. Or, you know, a a fan and someone covering the team and someone in Washington, I think. So obviously Bradley Beal is on on pace to being a great. And even if he were to retire today, I think he'd be, you know, a Hall of Fame player for the Wizards and someone that they could retire their jersey on. But I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too early for me, I guess. Before we get into more and Bradley Beal and some interesting comments about Denny Abdia's former coach, I want to let you guys know about Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an athlete like Anthony or someone like me, just try to make it through another day tension-free. Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussion therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an, as an electric toothbrush. The Generation 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets the source of the pain by releasing tension. Using Theragun's signature percussion therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibrations alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Generation 4. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to the theragun.com slash lockdown right now and get your Generation 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash lockdown, theragun.com slash lockdown. Anthony, you know I'm a big car guy. I love Honda, who I affectionately call Harold, the original Harold, despite what Anthony wants to tell you. But whenever I have issues with Harold, I go to rockauto.com. It's always reliable. It's low prices. So why would I ever want to spend twice as much for the same parts when I can go to rockauto.com, save some money, but also get the same wonderful parts that I want as the best prices by the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. It's all the parts you'll ever need on rockauto.com. 
we're covering everything you need to know about the Wizards, but what about the rest of these sports? Now the Lockdown Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Lockdown Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Lockdown Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Anthony, um, on Monday's episode, I talked about Denny Avdia, the fact that he's been playing very sparing minutes, hasn't gotten very many shots. Apparently his coach, his former Israeli coach, Biat Helchami, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, um, was interviewed, and, and you can see the interview on sportsrabbi.com. He had similar sort of issues with how the Wizards have been handling Denny Avdia's situation, and he said, and I quote, sometimes when I'm watching, I want to break the TV. Denny is with a team that isn't suitable for him. He can't show his abilities playing next to two egotistical guards. It upsets me because he, as an artist, they're missing out on him. Uh, so obviously, no blurred lines there. Didn't pull any punches. Um, obviously, an emotional sort of guy wants to see Denny Avdia thrive in Washington. He's been struggling lately. So what do you make about these comments? Because obviously, you and I have talked about Denny Avdia's role in Washington, how it's been diminishing. But I, I guess I just want to ask you about the comment about him playing with two egotistical guards. Do you think that, do you think like what do you think him playing with Russell and Brad has held him back at all? No, I, I mean, I think that he can learn great, great things from from guards like Russell and Bradley. I I mean, I think his coach is mad. I think his coach is very upset. I think his coach uh, had has spent a lot of time where Denny was that guy, right? He spent a lot of time coaching Denny and Denny was probably the guy he had the ball in his hands a lot. And that's just not the case in the NBA uh, as a rookie. Um, you know, you need to know your role really as a rookie. And, and, and this is really, this is a big learning year for him. As far as how they play him. Yeah, that that's an issue, right? You and you and I have been talking about, about that for a while now, as everyone else has. And, it's just his role continues to become more and more obsolete. Just he, 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 like you said, seven minutes. That's, that's ridiculous. He's one of the most skilled players on the team. He should be getting more consistent minutes, but again, Scott Brooks in his rotations this year, how he's given guys minutes has been inconsistent besides a Bradley Beal and uh, a Robin Lopez really. So Ben, you know, really, you know, this, this guy, he sounds, uh, I mean, Denny's, Denny's a coach. He sounds very, very angry. He sounds uh, very passionate about all this. Um, I don't really want to shy away from his comments because, I mean, he does know Denny as good as, you know, as a player than, than anyone out there, right? I mean, how long has he coached him for? Uh, Scott Brooks, he, he, he is his coach, and he's probably learning every day more and more about him, and he's, he, he's a great professional. But, I mean, there's no way he knows Denny as well as uh, – as his former coach, right? I mean, he's been playing for him for years. So yeah, um, definitely not surprised uh, seeing, seeing frustrations um, uh, in, in Israel, but by his former, uh, you know, coaches, staff is probably, probably his teammates. Ben, we're frustrated. We see so much in this kid as do his teammates. And I'm not saying Scott Brooks doesn't, but it is frustrating when you got a guy, a 19, 20 year old kid, he just turned 20. He's out there and he's showing his frustrations in ways that it's it's a little frustrating because you want to handle this kid better. You want to you, right cause when we talk about rookies like this that that you like that you want to keep around. You're talking about player development, and you want them to stick around, building relationships. So Ben, what do you take of all this, man? I mean, I I'm not surprised by these comments whatsoever. They should be upset. As far as Brad and Russell go, no, I think that's playing with guards like that. That's 
that's a great thing for Denny. He needs great vets, Hall of Fame, you know, all-star vets like that. So, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I think um, – I don't know how much of, of these games his former coach has been watching. I mean, he did say he gets upset to the point where he wants to break the TV. But, <laughs> um, yeah, there's no Denny, – uh, Denny's not being impacted by Brad and Russell at all. I think, if anything, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. He needs He needs – good veterans around him. Russ was the first player to take him under his wing. He brought him to a charity event, like his first day in Washington. They care about Denny a lot in DC. Um, I have no, no doubt that Scott Brooks cares about Denny a lot as well. And they're very high on Denny. That doesn't mean that they've mishandled him a little bit. I think they have seven minutes on Sunday against Boston was, was a weird sort of thing. His, his role has been diminished, but yeah, Brad and Russ have absolutely nothing to do with that. I think his frustrations were kind of mis uh misaligned there if anything he should probably uh blame maybe the coaching staff of how they've handled denny but um yeah john and or i'm sorry brad and russ have nothing to do with with denny uh and his frustrations in dc and i think also denny has to make more of an impact i think on the court whether it's seven minutes or 20 minutes he has to do a better job of getting shots right whether it's being more selfish whatever you have to make yourself undeniable and he hasn't really done that so it's it's a sort of a two-way street i'd place more of the blame on the washington wizards and their development but um denny has to do more as well because nothing is given to you in washington he was a lottery pick uh, it's the nba though and and the the pages turn quickly and he needs to be more assertive on the court right because non-assertive rookies tend to flounder and i'm not saying he's floundering because he's he's incredibly skilled and, and he he could succeed but he has to be more assertive so um if, if his coach is going to make these comments i think he also needs to be a little bit more honest here and ben i, I love that you bring that up because you're right whether it's seven minutes whether it's one minute really like you just go go make go make your presence known and ben we we talked so much at the beginning of this season, the first 10, 15, 20 games, uh, really, how comfortable he looked out there, how aggressive he looked out there. And and yeah, Ben, he just looked so much more assertive to, to start the season off, and now we're seeing him really shy away when he's out there. We're seeing him not be, you know, be as aggressive. We're seeing him just not have the ball in his hands you know, too much, and he's just he has a very quiet role now. So I don't know if this um, is really, you know, this goes with morale for him. If this is, uh, you know, if he's just, a, if he's upset that he's not getting the same minutes, he was a starter that was taken away from him. He lost his role, lost his job. So uh, it's, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's play, if he's upset in playing, but again, you're right. Nothing is given to you. This is the NBA play your butt off every time you're out there. Um, and you need to work hard because if you don't, you'll end up, you know, being, being like the average, right? Three years in the league, three, four years in the league, and you're out. So we don't want to see that with Denny. Obviously, Denny is super, super skilled, and he should be playing all the time. But who knows? We're not in practice every day either. I mean, a, a team is run so much differently than, than what we talk about every day, how the media portrays each, each team in the NBA and, every, and, and, and all of sports, really. I mean, Scott Brooks, he's, he's, running, he's trying to run a team the same way how he went to college, how he went, how he went, you know, and how he played in the NBA, how all these guys, I mean, go, running in a locker room is not easy. And, and if, if you have issues, the issues are apparent on the, uh, you know, in practice, the issues are apparent in, in the locker room. You know, I, I, I just hope nothing weird is going on, I guess, um, with morale, but it's something could be, we don't know. Um, the arguments happen, but again, things are kept with the team. 
te- you know, team stay quiet. So um, it was obviously Scott made the decision to, to bench him and he hasn't started him since. So uh, I'm not going to sit here and try and speculate that may have, maybe something happened, but you know, coaches, they make their decisions and uh, his team is pretty final right now, but I don't know if we're really going to see Denny come back into the starting role anytime soon. Yeah, they're rolling with Garrison Matthews and and Mo Wagner, and I think with good reason that that they've been winning games with that with that role, that, with that uh, starting five. That doesn't necessarily mean that Denny shouldn't be playing more uh, minutes. And I think he has shown some frustrations on the floor with picking up quick fouls, looking dejected. Um, and we've seen players get rewarded for just literally their energy. That's how Garrison Matthews and Mo Wagner got on the court by doing little things like literally clapping on the bench, staying engaged when you're not playing, diving for loose balls, hustling on the boards. If that means picking up fouls, whatever, you have to just you have to just remain, I guess, engaged to the point where you're undeniable, where teams are recognizing you for good or bad where you're visible on the floor. And there's often times where Denny kind of floats floats away from the floor where he gets the ball, he's overpassing, or he's not taking open looks. So uh, it's a two-way street here. Uh, hopefully the Wizards figure it out because Denny is obviously incredibly talented, and they were thrilled to have him at number nine because he was a projected top five pick, and he has a great attitude, and he has professional background. So I think he can become a really, really good NBA player, and, and it's an, the onus is on both of them, but I think more so on the Wizards to figure out a role because a player of his talent has to be on the floor absolutely ben and we have so much more to get into all about all that and really uh more about um another firing for a head coach in the nba um but first i want to tell you guys about bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football may be over but the nba college hoops and the nhl are in full swing but online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv Real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Go head over to the website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Go use the promo code Locked On. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to just go and subscribe to Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Prospects, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft wherever you may listen. Ben, Scott Brooks has outlasted yet another head coach in the NBA. On Monday afternoon, it was reported that the Atlanta Hawks head coach, Lloyd Pierce, was fired. The Atlanta Hawks were 14 and 20, so right around the same area the Washington Wizards are, Ben. I guess what do you make of this firing? Um, we're starting to we're starting to compare these teams. Uh, we saw that Minnesota. Uh, fired their head coach they had their little weird um spat and um um, they they really needed to to make a move there but the hawks ben what are we thinking here man i mean they made all these moves in the offseason and uh they gave it what 30 games yeah similar to washington in the sense that they they did make some big moves they signed bogdan bogdanovich who unfortunately got hurt and hasn't been a contributor this season but galinari's there rondo's there they had high hopes they landed Onyeka Kongu with a top pick. 
Clint Capella was returning, yeah. another year of Trey Young and and Kevin Herter. So a lot of a lot of expectations for this team in a bad Eastern Conference, and they they were flailing. I mean, fourteen and twenty, right around the same markers as the Wizards, as you mentioned. Uh, perhaps they pulled the plug a little bit too early with Lloyd Pierce. Uh, he's a very highly respected coach in the league. Um, to be honest with you, it really sucks to see another uh, black head coach to, to get fired when there's other uh, other peers right. that have worse records and who have given more of an opportunity to, to figure things out. And like Scott Brooks, I mean, same record, but Wizards ownership has had um, a lot more patience than other franchises have had. We saw that with Ernie Gronfeld. He was given 16 years, even though he had year after year after year, blunder after blunder. Um, and we saw even Scott Brooks. Look, last year, the team was bad. The year prior, they were bad. Got bounced out the first round, and they kept him around. This, this ownership group will allow the team to at least have the opportunity to figure it out. And I think that's why Washington, as a market for coaches and as a market for front office executives, is an interesting one because this isn't a sort of team that is going to fire you as soon as they, you know, you hit a bad blip uh, in the season. Because if that was the case, Scott Brooks would have gotten fired when they were 6-17. and 17. Um, So this just goes to show you that the Wizards have a lot more patience than other teams. And perhaps that patience was warranted because the Wizards are finally playing some good basketball and the Hawks may have may have hit that. Um, stride at some point because I was super high on them. They have so much talent, especially in the East. Come on, Trey Young, Bogdanovich, Gallo, uh, Clint Capella, John Collins, who I neglected because he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Up and down that roster, you have solid, solid players and they've they've been struggling, so I can't really blame them for making this firing, but I do think they probably let him go too early just with this much talent. He is highly respected. Nate McMillan's on that coaching staff as well, I believe. Another very highly respected coach. I think they could have figured things yeah. out. Is it's unfortunate that they that they let him go this early? I thought. So Ben, what are we thinking for Scott Brooks then? Our guy Scott, you know I'm still on board. I uh, I'm rooting for the extension. Everyone out there listening hates me. Scream at me. Keep yelling at me, guys. Go ahead. But Ben. What are you thinking? Do you think that Scott is right around uh, in the same company with these guys on the bubble? Is he in? Is he in the hot seat? Is he? Are they going to send him to the firing squad? You think soon or what? No, it's he's not getting fired this year. It's pretty pretty clear. Right. Will he get renewed? I think that's another question because I think the mandate is clear. I mean, they they traded their franchise player in John Wall for Russell Westbrook. It was a it was a questionable trade. Uh, a lot of fans hated it, so they knew they were going to get backlash for that. Um, they paid Bertans a whole lot of money in the offseason. Um, they're near the luxury cap, so this franchise and, and, the, and the ownership group wants them to make the playoffs. So if they don't make the playoffs, I think Scott Brooks will be a goner. But if they do, this is a team, again, that renews contracts when you make the playoffs. We saw it with Randy Whitman. We saw it with Ernie Grunfeld. We'll see it again with Scott Brooks if they make the playoffs. But if they don't, they don't. I don't think Scott Brooks is going to be around next year. So you bring up the trade. You say questionable when you bring up the trade. Now, Ben, there's people all around the league, maybe not talking as much as when it first happened, probably not talking about it any really much anymore. But um, we were pretty quick to to judge that trade and say, hey, did, did, did Houston win this trade? The first 10 games, it looked like it. How's it looking right now? It's so hard to judge, right? I mean, Houston just lost 10 straight and John Wall's Oof. playing with me and you, right? Oof. I mean, he's basically playing with me and you and a, um, a couple of my cousins right. from Serbia and Bosnia. So it's just, it's not working <laughs> out for for the Rockets right now. So it's hard to judge John Wall as a player. 
I think for what the Wizards need, they need a facilitating guard, one who can play defense. And I think John Wall is better at that than Russell Westbrook is at this point in his career. He's a better defender, better facilitator. But then also, you're right. Uh, I will also give credit where it's due. Russell Westbrook has looked a lot better than he did the first 10 games. Um, the jury is still out. Right now, it's a coin flip, I think. Because sometimes you get bad Russ and you want to and you want to punt the trade to the moon. And then sometimes you get a Russ who scores 40 points and you're like, my God, this guy is back to his MVP form. And same thing with John. There are games where John will give you a 20 and 10 and you look at him and say, wow, he's back to his all-NBA form. And then there's games where he goes four for 16 with three, four turnovers, five turnovers, what have you. And then you question like, man, is this guy back? So are there real winners here? I don't know. I think the Rockets are the real winners here, I guess, in, in the long form because they got a draft pick back and they got off Russell Westbrook's contract. But... Are they real winners? Because Russell Westbrook probably at this point is better than John Wall at this point in the season. It's hard to judge. It's it's a, so it's a trade that it's, so a, it's a trade that I think is such. You, re, I mean, how often do you get trades in the NBA where they're almost a wash, right? It's always one team completely dominates the right, trade, and right. other end or one ends up dominating in three four years, where a pick conveyed six years later and it ends up being the first overall pick or whatever. You know, like it takes time for for trades to to be judged but this one is just such an odd trade it is i just can't believe what houston i mean houston their whole shape compared to the last what four years is unbelievable like what it's unbelievable how much they've changed but you're right ben and we can't judge it too much right now russell is playing i guess better uh the wizards are on more of a roll houston they just they're plummeting right and and the wizards I still have the faith that they will make this playoff push. I still see them around that eight or seven seed. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see come take, come playoff time then, right? Yeah, I think that's our the answers to our questions. I think are going to come. So you're playoff saying time, right? they uh, is Scott they Brooks make gonna... the playoffs. Scott Brooks is getting an extension. Is what you're saying? I think there's no, no question, question about it. I, no question. I agree hundred. Yeah, I agree hundred percent with you. Absolutely. Um, Should he? Should he is a different question. Hey, Will shout he? out Scott Brooks. Number 500. He just got over the weekend, folks. Wow. That was, yeah, his 500th win in the NBA. So we got to give it up to Scotty. He, um, he's rolling in his career. I know it was against the Minnesota Timberwolves, but still a win's a win, baby. Right? We can take all of them. Of course, right? A win in the NBA is no easy feat, no matter if it's uh, a win is a tough win to get. But... Lockdown Wizards fans, we appreciate you for listening. Me and Anthony are back. The duo, the Lockdown Wizards duo is back. Lockdown Lopez, whatever you want to call us. But we thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow as always. If you haven't already, don't don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you prefer your podcast. It's Lockdown Wizards. We'll be here tomorrow. Anthony, you got anything else before we let these guys go? Yeah, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to continue coming at you Monday through Friday. As Ben said, go subscribe to the show if you already have not. And, yeah, we move on to the Memphis Grizzlies. So, guys, enjoy your day, your night, wherever you may be. But, um, yes, make sure to tune into that Grizzlies game. I'm pretty sure, yeah, they finish up with the Clippers and then All-Star Weekend bound. So, guys, we will be back at it again tomorrow. Take care. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad 
free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.